Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. I'm your host, Bernadette Walsh. And I just, before I introduce my guest today, I just want to uh, give people an update on my books. As I mentioned on my last show, um, Lyrical Press, who has, is the publisher of five of my books, um, was acquired in January 1st uh, by Kensington Publishing. And Kensington is one of the largest, I think it is the largest independent publisher in the United States. So I am very, very excited about being a Kensington author. Now, my books have been taken down on Kindle and I believe some of the other um, e-sites. So none of my lyrical titles are available right now, but they are being reformatted and they will soon be released under the Kensington brand. So that is expected to happen in within 60 days, they promise, and maybe even sooner. So the only book of mine that is available is The House on Prospect, which was published by Echelon Press. So all of the book, all of my books and um, excerpts and uh, covers are available on my website, BernadetteWalsh.com, and I will, be, uh, I will be listing on my websites when my books are alive and available for sale. But anyway, I am, again, very, very excited to be part of Kensington. Now, I want to introduce my guest this afternoon, Sabrina York. Sabrina is the award-winning author of Hot Humorous Stories for Smart and Sexy Readers. Her novels range from sweet and sexy erotica to BDSM to erotic horror. Her work has been published by Laura's Cave, and her titles include Heart of Ash. So Sabrina... Oh my goodness, Sabrina! Can you oh, hear me? Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> oh. Hello. Oh, you know, Sabrina, I can't hear you for some reason. Let me see. Oh gosh, I know that Sabrina was saying that she had um, some kind of storm her way. Sabrina, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? If you could dial back in, Sabrina, that would be great because for for some reason I can't hear you. Okay. Okay, Sabrina is dialing back in. Oh, okay. No, I it's so she called um we chatted a few minutes before the show started and I have storms here in New York and she's on the West Coast and she said she had storms and we were both afraid that one of our electricity would go out. The storm in Long Island seems to have passed. So I'm hoping that Sabrina can call me back on a cell phone. I think that's what she's going to try and do. So, anyway, Hopefully, she, oh, here she is. Here she is. Let's see if this works. Okay. Hi, Sabrina. Oh. Hi. How are you? <laughs> we. Ha- I told our, our listeners we had we expected some technical difficulties, so I'm sorry about that. Um, did you lose power? Um, no, I didn't. But it. Um, my phone just kind of went dead. So I'm on my cell phone now. I hope that's okay. Yes, no, no, and it sounds fine. It sounds fine. So, Sabrina, awesome. welcome to Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. How are you? I Well, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I'm very happy to be on a phone at work. <laughs> it's so, it, you know, this, it's almost like our interview 
somebody is trying to prevent our interview because we were supposed to talk late in December, and I had to cancel because I had some computer issues. And then I had to change today the time of today's interview like three times, and then you had phone issues. But we're here, despite all the obstacles, we are here, and we're talking about romance books. So, and we will yeah. continue to fight. We will soldier on, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one, no one can stop us. Uh, but anyway, maybe you could talk a little bit about your publication journey. How long have you been writing professionally? Um, well, you know, I had a really interesting journey. I'm sure all authors' journeys are, are very unique. But um, I never intended to be an erotic author. I have always been uh, a, a fan of romance. Romance, romance. I voraciously read sometimes three books a day. I would put one down and pick up the next one. I always loved romance and never really intended to write erotic, but I, I read uh, a couple of other people's works, and I thought, well, maybe I should try this, and I did. I, I, I wrote a short novel and entered it in a contest, and it finaled. And, well, actually, I entered three um, stories, and they all finaled. And the final judge happened to be Kelly Collins at Alora's Cave. And she read them, and she asked for full manuscripts and ended up buying all three. Um, and once that happened, um, I was just kind of on that path. They picked up everything I wrote, and um, it, it has just you know, kind of grown from there. My first book came out in April of 2011, and I now have 22 titles either available or almost available. They're coming soon. So it's been very exciting, and it was kind of a surprise, honestly. So you've had 22 books published in the last three years. Yes, and I call them titles, and I'll tell you why. They're all different lengths. I have short stories with Cleese Press um, in some really exciting anthologies, and I have um, a one-night stand with Decadent. I have some short stories with Alora's Cave. I have novellas, and then I also have my full-length novels. So um, it's easy to write that many, first of all, because they could be whatever length the story requires. And also, you know, they're sexy, they're funny, and <clears throat> they're a heck of a lot of fun to write. So I, I tend to write fairly quickly. That's amazing. That really is amazing. Now, is writing your full-time job, or do you have a day job? Well, it's funny you should mention that. Um, I, I, I worked in government for years and years. Uh, I have a master's degree in public administration. But as of December 31st, I am a full-time writer. So I'm at fingers crossed that I can be productive and put out a lot of really exciting books that please readers because this is now my full-time job. That's amazing. That it, now, it's scary, too. It sounds very scary. Yeah. I, I, it's a little I was scary. Talking, I think last week um, with my inter interview with Taranina, I was talking about the fact that you know, becoming a full-time writer is sort of a fantasy, and my husband sometimes asks me, you know, would you give up practicing law to, to write full-time? And I don't jump at it. I don't say yes, definitely, because I think, it, I don't know, I, I'd almost be afraid if I was paying my mortgage by writing books, I would lose some of the magic. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't – it would become too much like a job. Would it that is a lot more you? fun. Yeah, it's a lot more fun if, if you're not stressing over money because, you know, it is a very fickle and flexible market. You never know what's going to happen from month to month. You can't – you really can't rely on it unless you're a really big name. You can't rely on those checks coming in every month. 
So yeah, but I, not I, even that. Know, I would be afraid that I would not have enough ideas. Do you know what I mean? Like again, my my ideas often come to me. For example, I was I was getting my hair done because today is my birthday, so I had to have good hair on my oh, birthday. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And so I was driving and I was listening to music and, you know, coming back and my hair looked good. And an idea for a book came into my head, just random like that. I think if I had to say, okay, well, it's 9 o'clock, time for me to sit at the typewriter and to come up with an idea, I think I would go blank. I really do. That, that would be my fear. I so, did worry about that. And, but, but what happened to me in my job was I was getting frustrated that I was having ideas I couldn't explore. Um, I have um, what, we, what I call a little black book. And I carry it around with me and I jot down ideas. And I let my muses just go crazy with that little black book. And whenever I feel blocked or like whenever I'm ready to start a new series, I'll go and look at that book and remember I have a million ideas for a million different stories. And they're not all romance and they're not all you know, erotic romance. So you know, I could go in any direction I want to go into. So I'm not worried about that so much. What I'm worried about is uh, sitting on a sofa and eating chocolates and watching toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> <laughs> Which used to be my, my secret <laughs> viewing, <laughs> my, 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 um, my, shameful, my shameful viewing. I used to be very into <laughs> For some reason, I went through this like three-month period where I was always watching it, but now it has switched and it has turn to dance moms. I'm very ashamed to Oh, say. yeah, I love dance moms. Don't get me started. Uh, but you know what it is? Because I think that's part of my life because my daughter, is not, she's not in that kind of dance. She's in a different kind of dance. But as she's begin, getting more competitive, I'm spending more and more of my time sitting in that waiting room with the other mom <laughs> a few hours at a club. You're becoming yeah, a dance mom. Computer. Oh, no. Yes, no, no, no. We're, I have not become that bad. But sometimes when, uh, you know, I tell my husband, I was like, all right, I'm going away this weekend for a competition, and we're doing this, we're doing that. He's like, hey, relax, dance mom. <laughs> She's only eight. <laughs> Take it down funny. a notch. But anyway, yeah, no, that would be, that would also be yet another one of my fears if this became my full-time gig, that I would gain about 50 pounds, and uh, and I'd spend a lot of time watching dance moms. That's that's always a fear. Well, one of the things um, I, I've learned over the years, um, one of my friends, um, Delilah Devlin, does a workshop on scheduling. And I got some tools from her which, which are phenomenal. It's on a website called Rose Colored Glasses. And um, it's basically a writing schedule. And it, it is your, um, it's like your keeper. It, it reminds you, when you fill in this, this uh, spreadsheet every day, it reminds you that this is what you do. And you have, and there's an expectation of words. You have a word count. I do a weekly word count because life happens, as we know, um, and I don't want to be pressured to write 5,000 words a day. But I think 25,000 words a week is fair if this is what I'm doing full time. So that's my goal. Well, that's great. That it's, and and I wish you all the luck. Thank all you. the luck in your new endeavor. It, it really sounds like I said. I'm, I'm jealous in a lot of ways, and and in some ways, you're you're living my fantasy life. So you'll have to really enjoy it for both of us. <laughs> yeah, now, no pressure. No pressure, Sabrina. No pressure. And I'm sure you. I'm sure a lot of your writing friends are saying the same thing. They're you're, you're yeah. kind of. You know, yeah, no. It's, but it's, my readers, are, my readers are happy. My readers are like, awesome. Let's see some more books. Hurry up. Let's go. Yeah. Now, what I'd like to talk about is how is how you were able to. It sounds like erotica, writing in erotica, 
although it wasn't what you had typically read, it seems to be what drew you in terms of your writing. And maybe you could talk about, so did you, so your first title, the first thing you wrote was erotica, is that correct? No, no, actually the first thing um, I wrote, the first full book I finished was an epic fantasy. It was 175,000 words. It did not sell. Um, but I have I've written everything from women's fiction to YA. I mean, I literally um, wanted to write everything. And I had a friend who sat me down and she said, look, Sabrina, you need to pick a genre. And I said, well, I can't do that. I have ADD, by the way. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's also why I write shorter pieces, because I can just grab a hold of them and run and, and make them tight. And, and I can do everything I need to do as an author fairly easily without losing my attention. And um, I thought, you know, I can't pick one. I can't just write contemporary romance or historical romance or just romance. So um, what I found, and this is really interesting to me, is that erotica is more of an overarching brand. Under the name Sabrina York, I can write anything I want as long as it's hot and sexy. And so that has been very exciting. I have um, a two contemporary series out. I have one Regency series out. I have a couple of fantasies. I have an erotic horror, which isn't a romance at all. Um, so I have a wide range of things, and it keeps me interested in it. Well, it's, it sounds like, so, so you, you picked an overarching theme. That's, you know what, in so many ways, that's kind of what my writing journey has been, because I'm the same way. I write whatever story pops in my head, whatever character speaks to me. And so that kind of drives where the story is. So my, I've also kind of hopped around genres. And I've called my stuff romance because you have to call it something. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that anything I write is a, quote, typical romance. So m- my first title was very much a chick-litty, humorous romance. My second was a very serious family saga, definitely in the women's fiction realm. There's some romance mm-hmm. in it, but... That's not the drive. It's more about the relationship of the mother-daughter relationship. And then my paranormal series, again, it was paranormal. It's, it was actually kind of hot. It, I, I finally learned how to uh, have them do more than just kiss. And, and again, even though it's paranormal, it's a lot of the mother-daughter relationship, um, the nature of good and evil. And, you know, and I, I feel like I don't want to just pick one genre. And now the book I'm working on right now is really more of a women's fiction. Well, it started off as women's fiction, but it's I'm, some crazy sex scenes are, are finding their way in there. But I agree. I, I think, you know, look, maybe it's almost saying that you have to stick to one genre. Maybe that's the old rules, right? It seems like now I, a lot more yeah. people are blending, are, are going, doing what they want to do. And, and because they have the flexibility with, publishing right to, to do shorter works to you know, maybe hop around I don't know what well and there's been a huge shift in the industry in the market in the last two years and one of the things is that you don't need to create a whole new persona to write in a different genre and I'm seeing a lot more people do cross genre writing as a matter of fact one of my readers said this to me and I, I thought it was really interesting um, she said you know your books are erotic romance they're romance they're almost like chiclet it's like a combination it's like a melange of different genres all together um, and I, I think the most important thing when you write all kinds of stuff is to be consistent in your quality 
and consistent in your voice. And then whatever you're writing, whatever topic or whatever genre you're writing in, your readers will be pleased because they're getting a quality product that, that resonates who you are as a writer. I think, I think that's great. I think that's exactly what people should be striving for. And look, the reality is very few readers, I think, read only one genre, right? I mean, I don't. I read across genres. I read mysteries. I read, you know, I read, read everything except the boring history books that my husband reads. But I love I, history know, books. <laughs> no, he read, and he reads about the economy. I was an economics major, but even I can't read some of his books. They're too dry for me. <laughs> but other than that, I'm pretty open. You know what I mean? I, re, I read all kinds of things. And so, and I don't think I'm alone, you know? So, why, why not? Why not give your readers a taste of, of, of different genres if that's what's drawing you? Because you have to follow your muse, as you say. And so if, if you're in the mood to write a mystery, you know, and you're not going to be able to write a romance, you know. I think you, right. you, have, to, you, know, you have to write what excites you, you know. So I think yeah, what you're and doing you know what? Your passion has to be there. Your passion has to be there as a writer, or the reader will, will smell it, smell that you're not passionate about what you're writing. You know, so the most important thing is for you to be excited about it, and that will transfer into the, onto the page. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Now, you have all these titles out there. I think you're, are, so you're published by Allura's Cave and, and Decadent. Is that what you said? Decadent and Cleese Press, and also I have a self-published uh, series uh, of contemporary romance, yeah. Okay, so you've kind of run the gamut. Are you planning on on um, sticking with those publishers, or are you planning on doing more self-publishing? Well, I actually plan on doing all of it. Um, I love all of my publishers. Alora's Cave is wonderful. Um, Decadent has been a lot of fun, and Cleese has been very exciting too. Um, the reason I self-published in the first place was because I wanted to put out a free book for my one-year anniversary, and that's the only reason I did it. But when I put that, it was Rebound was the name of the book I put out there, um, and it's just a really short novella, um, but it's a steamy contemporary romance about a group of friends that uh, share um, a vacation house on Trist Island. It's Tristecumse Island in, you know, the Puget Sound, but everybody calls it Trist Island. So I put this book out there for free, and it hit number one on the free erotic list. And I was shocked, but I thought, well, okay, maybe this will work. <laughs> and so I, um, I kept writing them, and, and the response has been awesome, um, and they want more of them. Um, but I also plan to expand my brand. I, I want to explore. Uh, I really would love to be in a bookstore somewhere. Um, so at some point in time, I'm going to be um, make, doing submissions in that direction. Um, I think that would be really fun. It's always been a fantasy. I'm sure it's a fantasy of every author to walk into a bookstore and see their book on the shelf. And with a digital, you know, as a digital author, that doesn't happen. <laughs> right, right. And also, there are still some readers who haven't jumped on the digital bandwagon. I was actually talking about it with my hairdresser, who's my number one fan. She's read all my books. Mm-hmm. But she was saying that she suggested my books to some of her clients, and they're like, oh, where can I buy it? And she's like, no, no, you have to do it on your iPad or your Kindle. And they're like, ah, mm-hmm. no, I like to. I, they still like the Dead Tree books. So I think, yeah. to, you know, as an author, you want to re, reach as many readers as you can. So I agree. I, I think, you know, having seeing your book in in a bookstore is is amazing. And I'll tell you, even as just being uh, the host of the show, I went into 
you know, there's a bookstore in Penn Station in New York. And I looked and I saw two authors, two Harlequin authors that I had interviewed. And I was like, oh, I know these people. I think it was Danny Collins and Bonnie Weber. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I actually emailed them. I was like, I've seen your books in person. So um, so that was kind of fun. But, yeah, no. So now you don't have a, an agent right now. Is that something you're pursuing then? I'm not really um, pursuing that. If I, I get a contract from a New York publisher, I will probably want to have an agent or a lawyer um, help me with that negotiation. But as a digital author, um, it's not really necessary. The, the contracts are fairly straightforward, and um, you know I've been able to kind of feel that on my own. I do have a little bit of legal experience as well. Um, and I also have access to um, people to look over contracts for me. Which is which is very helpful. You know, so you feel like you're really comfortable signing this. You, you never know. Every clause could mean something. Right. So, right. Well, I'm um, a lawyer, and yeah. I actually had my contracts reviewed by a friend of mine. So I came back with all these comments. And of course, you know, the writer is, especially a, a beginner writer, you don't have a lot of power in that relationship. So I wound mm-hmm. up at you know, a, a certain point just like holding my nose and jumping in, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always tell I think, people, I, was like, I would never let a client of mine sign what I signed. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you have well, to. Well, I think if you don't make a long-term commitment, um, yeah. you're going to be okay. Because yeah. uh, if it's just for one book, it, you know, if, if it turns sour, it, you know, it's handleable. But if you're making a commitment, a forever commitment, then, then you could be tied into something unpleasant. So, um, I, yeah, and I do think people... Well, people said to me before I was published, oh, don't take the first agent that comes along. Don't take the first contract. You know, make sure it's what you want. And I remember thinking, what? If somebody offered me a contract, I would jump on it. But, you know, with my experience now, I would say the same thing to a new author. I would say, you know, be, think about what you're doing. Talk to people who have been in the business for a while and ask them how they feel about that clause or this clause because mm-hmm. it could end up biting you in the butt way down the line. Yep. No, I agree. Now, so how do you think you're going to get into these New York publishers without having an agent? Because so many of them, agents are the gatekeepers in some sense, and some of them won't take anyone from the slush pile. So what's going to be your approach? Are you going to to conferences to try and meet with editors directly? Well, first of all, the the key is never be in the slush pile. Um, That's the first key. The best way to connect with editors and agents is absolutely at conferences. Um, I've been very involved with RWA because I am predominantly a romance author. Um, Even though I write erotic, the core of my work is romance, period. It's always about the emotion. It's always about the relationship. Um, So I've been, not only have I gone to conferences, I've made it a point to become um, an integral part of a number of industry conferences. So I was conference chair of Emerald City uh, Writers Conference here in Seattle two years. Um, I'm involved with Epicon, which is going to be in March in um, San Antonio. Um, I go to RWA conferences. I'm going to PNWA, which is the Pacific Northwest Writers Association Conference in this, this summer. And each one of those opportunities, when you're involved with the conference um, provides not only opportunities to pitch, but to create relationships with editors and agents. So over the years, I've had the pleasure and the opportunity to really connect on a personal level with some uh, pretty 
successful and powerful editors and agents throughout the, the community. So my plan is to get put to write a phenomenal, kick-ass first book in a series, um, to create a proposal which would include um, the whole three-book series, kind of a summary of the three-book series, and then write a letter, uh, a pitch letter that includes, encapsulates that information, but also um, includes a description of my platform and what I've done in terms of marketing and relationship development and you know, what I can do, what can I bring to the table when it comes to marketing this book and um, kind of show them that you know, I am not a dilettante. I'm here to stay. I'm a serious author and I'm a promoter and I'm a marketer. And you know, my thought is with, with my platform, um, and my writing skill, and then you know, just pointing them to my reviews on Amazon, they can see um, what they're what they're going to be looking at if they look at my book is something of quality, and it's something they want. Because they, it's there's so many authors out there, and there's a lot of people who maybe are great authors, but all they do is write. And and right now, I think all publishers, you know, New York publishers, the digital publishers, they have a, a smaller budget. They have less to mm-hmm. work with. And so the more that you can bring to the table, you know, that might make the difference between them choosing you and choosing somebody else. So, you know, I think that it sounds like you've given this a lot of thought. And I think the difference between you and maybe somebody who's pitching, trying to get their first book done, is that you have done your homework. You have created this platform. And so it's, it's, it sounds like a way to go. And if you feel that you don't need, an, you know, an agent, if you have those connections then that's great. You know, I haven't really done that much in terms of going to conferences. I'm going to RWA this year, whether my family likes it or not. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy some <laughs> unrefundable tickets so I can't back out. And I'm really looking forward to it because I want to build those relationships because, you know, I think I, I'm very excited about this Kensington deal, obviously, but I'm thinking I may want to to you know, have my books in a bookstore, and I'm not sure the best way to do that. You know, I still have a very demanding day job, so I don't have the luxury uh, to, to maybe focus as much as you are. So I think I would need the help of an agent, but mm-hmm. those are, are tough to get to. So I think going to San Antonio is, is my first step in the right direction. Now, you, you mentioned a little bit about promotion and street teams. Maybe you could talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what you've done to promote your current titles. Well, you know, I'll, I'll share with you what my friend Ann Charles said. Ann Charles is an amazing marketer. Her books are incredibly successful. And um, uh, she told me, she said, look, Sabrina, you are a mad scientist when it comes to marketing. You're in a laboratory and you're mixing chemicals. And you may, something may explode in your face or it may be an incredible success. So when you're thinking about your marketing plan, be creative, be brave, be willing to try something new and experiment every, everywhere. So I did. Uh, you know, I tried buying ads. I blogged. I did blog tours. Um, I tried all kinds of um, traditional marketing, social networking, and so forth. And what I found was by far the most effective tool I have in my arsenal is relationships. It's the relationships that I've built with uh, with readers, with other authors, with bloggers, with reviewers. It's such a powerful tool. And what, that, uh, what I found was the place 
the, the focal point for that one powerful laser point of power for me is my street team. So I have a, the most incredible street team in the world. Well, in my opinion, <laughs> I'm sure other authors would disagree, um, but what I did was I, I just basically, you know, put an invitation out there to people saying, you know, if, you're, if you really like my books and you want to help me promote them, come on over. Um, and what they do is they, uh, they read my books, they review them, they share um, almost everything that I tweet or post, they'll share it. They share it about this. There was, you know, all over, you were all over Facebook this morning. So, um, you know, they're, they're very wonderful about that. Um, I also have some uh, street team members who actually beta read my books for me. So um, if I'm not sure if it's quite hitting the mark, they'll read it. And they'll say, you know, what if you did this? Or what if you added you know, a scene here for that? Um, I had in my horror, uh, my erotic horror, Rising Green, um, Carmen Cook read it. And she said, you know, I really want to see a threesome. I'm like, no, no, I don't want a threesome. And she goes, no, 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 put a threesome in. turned out to be people's most favorite scene in that whole book. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? No. But that comment came from a beta reader who was on my street team. So um, it's been a really powerful experience. But even beyond that, as I'm sure you know, sometimes our business can be very isolating. We're sitting in a room in our bunny slippers, tapping out words on a page, and um, we feel very alone. We look at our numbers, and you know, it's like, oh gosh, I wish I was doing a little better on Amazon, or get a bad review, or something happens. You feel a little alone. Well, I don't feel alone because I have this group of wonderful women who support me, and you know talk to me. I feel like I have a relationship with them. We have a group on Facebook. It's a, it's a secret group. Nobody can see what we say or what we post. So yeah, we do post a lot of pictures of really hot guys. But, um, and it's a lot of fun. But you know, it's a great opportunity for us to create relationships, not just them with me, but them with each other. So it's turned into such a wonderful experience, and I would highly recommend it to you if you don't have a street team. Um, not only is it a great tool, but it's, it, it's, it really does fill your soul to have these wonderful supporters around you. Now, the members of your street team, they are primarily fans, there are the, or are they other writers or a combination? It's a combination of everything. I have uh, readers. Um, I have other authors. Uh, I have bloggers, which is wonderful because they'll share things in, you know, in, a, in a broader uh, sense for me. Um, I have reviewers. So you know, people who review for some of the larger sites. So, and I've told them. I've got to be honest with you. I've told them, um, yes, I would absolutely love for you to review my books. However, the only thing I'm going to ask of you is that you give an honest review. I think it's, I think it's um, wrong and unfair to say, please give me a five-star review. That's not what I want. What I want is an honest review because I want the person who's reading that review and making a decision about buying that book not to be misled. I, I want people to be honest. Um, and I, I want to mention also in terms of street teams is a lot of authors have assignments for their street teams. Um, you know, they requ have requirements of them. They have to post a certain number of things and blah, blah, blah. I don't do that. You know, to me, it's about the relationship with these ladies. Um, it's, you know, I'm not their boss. You know, they're doing me a favor. They're volunteering. They're helping me. They're expanding my brand. They're sharing me. And I'm so appreciative of it. Um, I, I want 
them to feel comfortable with whatever they do, and I, and I want them to do what they're comfortable with. Um, I have never fired a street team member, but I know some authors who have. Um, and for me, that's not the oh my relationship goodness. I'm, I'm looking for. So somebody volunteers yeah. to help you, and you fire, like, how does that work? And you fire them? That seems odd. I mean, unless, unless there were... I had a fight with them or something. I don't know. But, you know, I was wow. horrified. I was horrified. Well, I wrote a, uh, an article on it uh, for Adrienne DeWolf for her. Um, she has a blog uh, on for writers. And I, and I wrote a three-part series. So what I did was I actually interviewed my street team. And I asked them questions about their experiences. And, you know, quite frankly, some of on your street team, they're probably on other people's street team as well. Um, and you need to accept that, that these are people who read voraciously and they're not, you know, it's not a monogamous relationship. I can't expect <laughs> yeah, them to other... never, ever read another author. I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? But um, so they've had experiences and there's a wealth of knowledge there. Um, you know, and there's, you know I, it's a really interesting article because I learned a lot uh, from these, these ladies who have been probably involved much longer than I have in, in reading and blogging and reviewing. So, um, yeah, there, there are authors who have actually fired members of their street team. And, you know, my philosophy is, my thought on that is, wait a minute, what kind of relationship are you shooting for here? I'm not shooting for that kind of relationship. This is a reader. This is a reader, and, and I adore my readers. And the last thing I want to do is make someone feel like they're not good enough to help me. Hello? I need all the help I can get. We all do. And, you know, it's very important what you say. Well, first of all, I, I would love it if you could maybe share that article with the, the listeners here. So maybe if you send me the link or you can even post on yourself um, onto the Facebook fan page for Ninth Coast Reading I'd love to do that. I will, um, yeah. Let's read it. But that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, relationships. The world is getting to be a very small place with social media. And do you really want to piss people off? You know, it's, it takes talk. so much people to build up. Yeah, exactly. And it takes so much to build a relationship, and it takes very little to destroy it. It really does. Mm-hmm. And so courtesy goes a long way. It really does. And so well, and it's a trust. I, I think it's a trust issue, too. Um, you know, they're trusting me to be gentle with them, and I'm trusting them to be gentle with me and each other. And I actually have that on, my, um, on our Facebook secret page. It's like, you know, ladies, the only thing I ask is that you – be gentle with each other, because um, there have been um, reports from other, you know, from other street teams of people who bully um, people for not posting enough. Or, and I'm like, no, that's not what we're all about. We're all about, you know, if you enjoy my books, yay. You know, my books are funny. They're sexy. You know, there's not a lot of drama. There's not a lot of angst. These are, you know, we're talking about um, relationships and warmth, and that's what I want for my street team. I want them to, to like each other and respect each other. And if they get a chance to, to post a review or share my information, awesome. Right, right. No, well, I think that's the right approach. And so I know I, I really would like to learn more about this. Maybe I need a street team once my books are re-released by Kensington. Maybe that's something I'll look yes, into. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like the people I meet through here, it's sort of my street team, but or I mean, I'm building relationships in that way, but it, maybe I need to be a little more formal about it. Well, actually, Sabrina, we're, losing, we're running a little bit out of time, so a couple of things I know that we wanted to talk about were, um, were your teaser book, that's available on your mm-hmm. website, also your giveaway. So maybe you can talk talk about that. Well, you know, uh, so you want me to talk about my teaser book and my giveaways. Um, so I would like for your listeners to know that if they're interested in just testing out my books before they buy, because I 
honestly believe in a test drive always, um, that I do have a teaser book up on my website, which is sabrinayork.com. Um, and it basically is a PDF uh, that's about 75 pages full of uh, steamy excerpts and reviews and blurbs for all my books. Um, so it's free to download. It's just a one click. And um, I'd love it if they just check me out and try it out. Um, in terms of a giveaway, we um, I, what I really like to do is um, do a giveaway on your uh, Facebook page, uh, The Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. So um, how about if we do that this afternoon where we can uh, post information about one of my books and, and do a, a little giveaway there. Would that work? That would be perfect. And although I haven't done the mechanics of how the giveaway would work, but maybe we'll include what the instructions are on The Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books Facebook fan page. Okay. And so, we'll, we'll, um, we'll make it something fun, huh? Yes, we'll, we'll do something fun, sure. And so, I have, well, that's I have another. I have, I have a, one other giveaway. Sorry, that that I want to sure. share as well. Um, th- that's an ongoing giveaway. So, if your uh, listeners are interested, um, I have an ongoing tiara contest. So, anybody who signs up for my newsletter uh, is eligible to win, and I do a random draw. Um, once a month or when I have uh, a release come out for a tiara. Great, too. That's great. And that information is on your website, sabrinayork.com. Yes, it is. Well, great. Well, Sabrina, this has been so informative for me, and, um, and you've just been a pleasure to, to speak with. So thank you so much for persevering <laughs> through all of our many schedule <laughs> changes and appearing on the show. I, I really do appreciate thank you. it. Thank so. you. And maybe I can invite you to come back again sometime. So, again, thanks so much. Just wanted to remind everyone about the show coming up. I have so many great authors, and I'm rounding out the rest of January with three more interviews. I have Cerise Deland, who's on, I'm interviewing her on the 15th, then, then Lauren Hawkeye on the 22nd, and Suze DeMello on the 29th. So, those are the three great authors that I'll be interviewing. This month, and then I have others that are coming up. I'll try and post um, some of those that information on my website, or you can always go to the Blog Talk Radio sh- uh, page for Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. That always, I, I usually at least schedule a month in advance. So again, I want I want to thank everyone for their continued support of Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. I'm, I'm, I want to make 2014 a really great year, and I think we're off to a fantastic start. Again, wanted to remind everyone that my books are not available in many places at the moment, but they will be very, very soon, as soon as everything is um, buttoned up with Kensington. But I do still have available The House on Prospect, which is my title published by um, Echelon Press. And the, ty- the cover and the excerpt for that book is on BernadetteWalsh.com, so please check that out as well. So thanks, everyone. This is your host, Bernadette Walsh, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.